We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Sean, let's get to our next topic, which is Notre Dame related. So we were talking before the show about, you know, who are the players that Notre Dame can least afford to lose? Mm-hmm. And the reality is, is that there's not just one, but we are going to pick one. And so we're going to kind of go through and talk about some of the players that we have on this discussion, why some of these guys are in the conversation. And then also we'll name our our one because I, I I don't think it's a I don't think it's like some people are like you know I'm reading the chat and they're like well it's a no brainer it's so and so well I don't think it's quite that easy uh, you know it's no it's, it's definitely this guy well you know and so we we both talked like we we both have one guy it's the same guy but it wasn't easy to get there and and so here's what we mean by like irreplaceable it's not the best player no it's not the guy that. Um, you know, is it the biggest prime position or whatever the case may be? It's more of a who's the guy that if you lose him, your chances of playing for a championship are diminished the most. And I think of the guys that we talked about, I think all of them are, are they would hurt to lose them. You know, like Michael Mayer's the first one that popped in my head. When you lose Michael Mayer, you lose an arguably best tight end in college football. There's no doubt about it. Reason we didn't pick Michael Mayer, Sean, is because it's partly because number one, you're, you're pretty talented there. Number two, you don't have to have a tight end; you can adjust other things, right? right. So it'd be a big loss, but I, I they could potentially weather that storm, right? Yeah. Like they lost Michael Mayer last year, didn't have him for the Virginia Tech game, still went on the road and beat Virginia Tech without Michael Mayer. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, it, it's it's not ideal. We're not saying oh, they're totally fine. Uh, Adam Zillak just had Lorenzo just put Lorenzo Styles. That was a guy that was on my list that, that you kind of were like, oh, okay, I didn't wasn't expecting that one. But then when you think about it, he's the most complete receiver they have skill set wise. There's I don't know if there's another Lorenzo Styles type of player on the roster. That's why I thought about him. Defensively, Isaiah Foskey. Mm-hmm. Boy, losing him. But then you start thinking, like, okay, why not? I why isn't Isaiah Foskey the pick? Well, because if they had to go to battle with Justin Adamiola. I think they still have a pretty good football player there. 
Yeah. You know, and there's some things you can do schematically blitz wise to, to say, Hey, look, here's why I, I, I think they could get, they could be okay with him. Cam Hart is probably my, my number two Absolutely. overall. Because Absolutely. the because of where the depth chart is, there's a big mm-hmm. difference in talent between him and somebody else. And if I was going to pick one on each side of the ball, Cam Hart's probably my pick on defense. And because his talent, he locks, he locks Tariq in at his strength. Right, right, right. So it's not. It, it wasn't an easy decision. But at the end of the day, Sean, you and I both went with Tyler Buckner. Is the Absolutely. most irreplaceable player. Again, we've said before, you can win a lot of games with Drew Pine. Mm-hmm. I don't think this 2022 version of Notre Dame can compete for a championship unless they have that dynamic run throw ability that Tyler Buckner is going to bring to the table. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. I was right there with you with the top two. It was Tyler Buckner. It was Cam Hart. And then for me, the next one was Brandon Joseph because of what I've been talking about, how he's elevated that back end and brought the mentality that was totally different. Not mentality. Let me use the word uh, more of unity in Mm -hmm. a group of playing together. Right. You know, and I don't have to go deep into that, but those are my top three guys. And there was another person I thought about, but then I said, oh, yeah, Harry, he stands back. (laughs) <laughs> were you going to say Blake back. Fisher or Jared Patterson Jared Patterson okay. just you know being the guy the leader of that front everybody else being young you could go yeah. with either one of the tackles Yeah, right because Marcus Freeman has been honest about having a 1A and 1B right and one of the units he hasn't seen that yet is that the offensive line group right specifically right. the backup tackles so, yeah, you can say all Blake Fisher, right. but right. with Harry Heastan being the guy that's developing these guys and getting them ready, <laughs> I feel a lot better 
about yeah. losing one of those guys if we had to lose them. Yeah. And yeah, so my top three were Buckner, Cam Hart, and then Brandon Joseph third. But yeah. Tyler Buckner, Tyler Buckner, if you'd asked me this question maybe two months ago, I'll be honest. I'll just the spring game scared me to death. It, it just <laughs> flat out scared me to death. I left that. And if you ask me what is one of my biggest fears going into the season, backup quarterback situation is definitely one of them. Like, mm-hmm. I thought it was solidified. I thought I would be confident. And it's not, you know, a lot of people say, oh, well, you know, that's just a practice. It's like, mm-hmm. I was at practices as well. And I right. think we both have shared that, you know, one quarterback was better the majority right. of the practices. So, and for me, it's not even just that. Because, you know, I'm very high on Drew Pine. And I'm not ready to just give up on Drew Pine because he had a bad spring game. You know my yeah. stance on spring games. I mean, he had a bad spring, period. But we've heard of guys have bad – I mean, Maris Luafau, we were told, didn't have a great spring last year. His breakout came during the summer and early in fall camp. Like, he was just making yeah. plays. But didn't have a great spring last year. It's more about – I think that 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 Drew can, can – Drew, as I call him, he's a point guard quarterback. Yeah, but the standard that we talked about before is not, you know, can Notre Dame still be really good with, with Drew Pine? Yes, yeah. yes. Notre Dame is a good football team with Drew Pine at quarterback if he is who we think he is, right? And kind of shakes off the spring rust and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, I think he can be that kind of guy. the The thing is, though, Sean is is the premise was very clear, not which guy you know hurt you and to where you're, you're going to go four and eight because I don't think there's anybody that they lose and they're going four and eight next year. It's more of a your standard now. The standard that Irish breakdown holds for Notre Dame is not changing because there's a coach that we like compared to one we didn't like. That would be yeah. unfair, and we're not going to do that. The standard is still the same. Championships. Are you going to win and compete for a championship? And to me, my my number two is Cam Hart. My number three is Isaiah Foskey because I still feel like a dominant defensive end. Cam Hart is a combination of talent plus what's next is a little scarier. The reason I went with him over Foskey is because even though I think Isaiah Foskey is the only guy to me on the roster that can contend with Michael Mayer for best player. And I would argue that he is their best player. Michael Mayer's in the, you know, best player on offense. I, I still think Foskey is, is going to have a shot to be their best player this year. You know, it's a, it's a great debate to have because they're both great players, Mayer and Foskey. But, I, but a, the reason I went with Cam Hart is because if Notre Dame has to go to battle with Riley Mills on one side and 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 Justin Adamiola, and they would just move Jordan Patelho over to Viper and rotate in with, with Justin Adamiola, there's a lot of teams that would love to have that one-two punch at Viper or weak side end of right. Adamiola and 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 Patelho with Aiden Golbira and Josh Burnham growing and, and you know what I mean, trying to work there too. Does that make right. sense? Yeah, so it's more about the health of the depth chart than it is anything about Foskey. Right. The reason I'd go with Foskey over Brandon Joseph is twofold. Number one is even though every I agree with everything you said, that's a that's a pretty healthy depth chart. There's a drop off to Brandon Joseph and Howard and Houston Griffith and DJ Brown and those other guys, but those guys can play. We've seen them play. We know they yeah. can play. Yeah. And if Foskey's there and Brandon Joseph isn't, he can have a greater impact on the defense because of his ability to rush the quarterback than if Foskey's not there and Brandon Joseph is. Right. That's the way I look at it. I definitely right? that's a good way of looking at it. Right. 
And so it's not a look of who's the best player. Because if it's about who's the best players, then the the, the the guy you can't lose on offense is Michael Mayer. It, it, I mean, right. He's their best player. Right. He might. I, I think he's the best tight end in college football. If if I if you say, hey Brian, you could trade Michael Mayer for any tight end in college football, I'd be like, I'm, I'm good. I'll pass. Yeah. <laughs> you know. But again, it's a it's just the position you can you can go three tight receivers, you can go four receivers, you can put a second back on the field. You've got other tight ends that are quality players. And you're going to get some more. So you can at least be good there. You're not going to be great there, but you can at least be good there. You can be serviceable there and overcome it in other ways. At the end of the day, the makeup of the Notre Dame football team with the with the injury questions at running back, I think the running back position group, if they're healthy, is going to be nasty this year. I think Tyree's going to break out. Yeah. I think Logan Diggs is a good football player. I, I, I think Audric Estime, if he gets his shot, is going to really come out of nowhere and surprise some people. I think Jabron Payne can play. I think Jadarian Price is going to be a good one. But Jadarian Price was banged up his entire junior year of high school. Jabron Payne's had two devastating injuries. Chris Tyree wasn't healthy last year, and he wasn't healthy all spring. And Logan Diggs tore his labrum. There's only one back right now that hasn't had some level of really big injury that yeah. either kept him out or kept him from being at his best. Because Jadarian didn't really miss any time as a junior. He just wasn't 100%, and that's why a lot of people didn't a lot of schools didn't go after him because he just wasn't as good as a junior because he was battling an injury all year. And he, yeah. and Jadarian, if you, if you've heard anything, if you know anything about him and his family's coach, never told anybody about it. Like Smitty found out about it because he was at the high school and somebody said it to him like in passing. Oh yeah. He, he's more explosive because he was injured all year last year. Jared, Jared, won't talk about that. He's, I, yeah. I, I answered the bell. I was there to play, you know, but everybody else has had a significant injury history. And so you have a guy like Tyler Buckner. He can take some of the pressure off of that that in a way that Drew Pine and Steve Angeli cannot, no matter how good you may think they are as throwers. And I think that when, as we talked about in the podcast yesterday, Sean, uh, I think it was me and Ryan or me and I think it was me and Ryan at that point in time, Tyler Buckner as a runner just puts so much stress on the defense that you just, you have to account for. And then also I think that the receiving core has potential there's still a lot of question marks there. And there's some injuries, guys coming back from injuries. You know, is Joe Wilkins going to be healthy? How's Avery Davis's situation going to be? You know, is Tobias Merriweather going to be able to play as a freshman? Can Braden Lindsay stay healthy? Is Deion yeah. Colsey ready to step up? Is Jaden Thomas ready to emerge as a key rotator? There's a lot of question marks there where if you can have a dynamic quarterback that can make plays on his own and elevate everyone around him, yeah. you lose that and all of a sudden, some of these other warts, if they're there, if they're there, all of a sudden pop up. If those warts aren't there and the receiving court is healthy, the backfield is healthy, then you add him with his dynamic ability. That's where you become an elite offense. So I think either way, Tyler Buckner has to be there. And I think it's not just that. Like, he needs to then play to his potential. He doesn't have to be an elite five-star quarterback. He doesn't have to throw for 4,000 yards and rush for 700 and account for 40-plus touchdowns and complete 70% of his passes. He just has to be a playmaker. He's yeah. going to have his rough moments. He just needs to be a playmaker. And if he can be healthy and be a playmaker, then I think this offense has a chance to be really good. Because, Sean, you, you, you'll you say it. You've said it. I've seen clips of practice. I've seen, I know that you've been at practice. Tyler Buckner can do things as a thrower that none of the other quarterbacks in the roster can do. And I don't think people realize that. I don't think because they didn't get a chance to see that in games last year. And I'm not talking about running around and I'm talking about dropping back, reading things, his anticipation, his timing, 
his ability to take chances, all that stuff. Notre Dame fans haven't had a chance to see that yet. We have, and that's why we have that level of confidence in Tyler Buckler that maybe others don't fairly because they just haven't seen it because of how he was used last year. His role was not what his role in games was not what Notre Dame views him as being. They don't view him as being Brandon Wimbush. Right. They don't view they they view him as more of a Brandon Wimbush is a runner and Everett Golson is a passer. And you you know what I mean? Like that kind of thing. And I told and you about, excited. about three weeks ago, I hit you and I'm like, yo, I watched this Virginia Tech game again. And it's like, yo. I'm a little more optimistic about yeah. Tyler Buckner than I was. Yeah. Because I had to take a step back and be fair about what was going on. Like Michael Mayer wasn't there. He came in. They're down 10 nothing. Yeah. And then they take the lead. Virginia Tech, they make some adjustments. You really don't have a guy like Michael Mayer to back them off of you. Tyree was hurt. Tyree, exactly. So he really wasn't working with a lot. And he starts to struggle. And I'm saying to myself, and the offensive line was, wasn't really at the level that he's going to be playing behind. And I said to myself, you know what? He's going to develop. He's going to be better than he was last year. And I see how he changes the game immediately mm-hmm. when he comes in. Like, he causes the defense anguish. Like, okay, we have to worry about this guy as a runner. Because he, he started dominating the game immediately with his legs. Like immediately. When he walks on the field, he feels like you can call him crazy. When he walks on the field, he feels like he's the best player in the field. It's mm-hmm. almost like that carried over from high school. And even now when he walks on the field in college, he feels like I'm the best player. I can make plays. And that's what he tries to do. Right. Hopefully Tommy Reese can get him to be more of a facilitator. Like, yes, right. know when to use your legs now. We know you can go and make plays whenever you want to. But if you facilitate and you use all the weapons that you have now with this offensive line in front of you, now you become even better as a quarterback. Mm-hmm. Sean, we're getting a lot of this comment in the chat too. The green hat is fire. So we've had this question. It is in the merch store. So yes, it. I, I, I Sean got that from the merch. Well, yes, Sean wanted that hat, picked that hat out from the merch store. So, yes, it is in the merch store. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles. We win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at marines.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. I think that's the thing too, Sean, is that that people need to understand is Notre Dame doesn't view Tyler Buckner as a runner that they're trying to develop as a passer. Yeah. 
they view him as a dual threat quarterback because of what he did last year in practices and games. Like Notre Dame wisely used the skill set that they lacked in the offense that he had. That's why he ran like he did. They didn't do that because he can't do other things. Yeah. Now, was he as advanced as Jack as a passer and reading defenses and all that? No, he wasn't there as a true freshman compared to Jack as a fifth-year senior who's a smart veteran experienced kid who had taken a team to a Rose Bowl and a Big Ten championship, right? right? He wasn't there yet, but he has the tools. It was just about experience. He didn't play high school football as a senior. He missed all of his sophomore year with an injury. And so, but now that's been shaken off a little bit. He has to now prove he can be healthy. But my everything, everyone that I've talked to in any way, shape, form, or fashion associated with the Notre Dame football team says, tells me the same thing. If 12 can stay healthy, that guy's going to be a problem for people. Yeah. He's really good. And 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 that's from people who don't get to experience his running as much as defenses in the fall were going to experience yeah. his running. I agree. I so agree. It, and that's that's clarify, why he's number one. Just to clarify on Drew Pine, you know, I've called him the people's champ mm-hmm. for the, the last yeah. year. So it wasn't yeah. that it scared when I say the blue and gold game scared me. It's because I was of the mindset coming into the blue and gold game in spring practice that Notre Dame can go into the, uh, the horseshoe and win with either quarterback. Mm-hmm. That's what I believe. Like, we can go in with either quarterback and win. Now, yeah. I'm more of the mindset, wait a minute, Tyler really needs to be the quarterback for us to go in and win that game. We we still could probably be very competitive with Drew. Yeah. But to come up with a big time play in crunch time, I would much I would feel more comfortable with Tyler at the helm than I would Drew. Doesn't I know we can win football games with Drew? That's not right. The right. You know, it just made me back up. All can the you time. win a championship with Drew? That's yeah. still a question mark. Yeah, that's still and maybe question. he proves us wrong, but that's a yeah. question more of a question mark for me. Where Tyler, it's more about. Does he have the experience? Can he, you know, improve and and all that? Where Drew, it's like, okay, is he good enough to win a championship? Yeah. Notre Dame's a, a, a Notre Dame's a ten plus win team with Tyler Bar- with Drew Pine at quarterback. Yeah. I have no doubt. And, and I would even push back a little bit on your Ohio State thing. I don't think it's a given that they'd lose. What I would say is, and and, and I'm curious if you agree with this, Sean. It just means everybody else has to play even better. It puts more pressure on the O line. It puts more pre- a lot more pressure on the defense. Mm-hmm. Because now you're gonna have to win 27 to 24. Yeah, you know, I don't, I don't, 24 I don't, to 20. It just it's harder. Like, yeah, yeah. I still feel like I like I said, it's not about win or lose. Mm-hmm. I feel we're going to compete with either quarterback. Fourth quarter, right? I want Tyler. If if if, right. if I have my choice of the quarterbacks, fourth quarter with the game on the line in the horseshoe, give me Tyler Buck. That's mm-hmm. that's it solidified that they were kind of I wouldn't say they were equal, but it really wasn't that much of a discrepancy bet- between the two. Now there's mm-hmm. a little bit more of a gap, in my opinion, of who I would want to be at the helm in a tough situation against Ohio State and against Clemson. Mm-hmm. Forecasting that to November uh, of the season. So when I say, man, that scared me. I, I'm not saying please. No one leave here today saying Sean called Drew Pine a buster. That's, that's right because we already know everybody says you hate Tyler Buckner. Absolutely. So right. now I hate Tyler Buckner. Andrew Pine's a buster. The sky is right. falling. Yeah, because again, we're talking about we're talking about 
a guy that can put a team on his shoulders. We're admitting that there are some potential warts that could pop up on the offensive on the offensive side of the ball this year. Yeah. Injuries, things like that. The, the, to have a quarterback that can say, "Okay, I got this," right yeah. in a way where. With Drew, his I got this, because Drew will say I got this, and his leadership and intelligence and confidence, but still Drew, it's he's dependent on I'm throwing you the ball, now go do something with it. I'm yeah. making the check to hand you off the football, now do yeah. something with it. Right. Tyler can say, I got this, give me the ball. Yeah. That's the difference. Yeah. Yeah. And, and that type of quarterback can elevate a program. I mean, what has Louisville been, been since market since since uh, Lamar Jackson's been gone? Right, they struggle. Yeah, look at Clemson now that they don't have a Deshaun or a Trevor Lawrence. They're 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 not the same program. Yeah, right. I mean, it just it's a it's a different animal, and Tyler Buckner can be that guy, which is why he's not my number one. But I'm gonna be honest with you, it it was not an easy answer for me. I mean, I I thought really long and hard about Michael Mayer. I thought really long and hard about Lorenzo Styles. I thought, and I especially thought long and hard about Cam Hart and Isaiah Foskey. But at the end of the day, it's still gonna come down to quarterback for me. Yeah, that's, I that's saw crazy. someone mention Bears Lufau in the chat. Yeah. And it goes back to what you're saying, just understanding the depth right. at certain positions. And it's not... they, they, yeah. with JD can play Will. Yeah. Prince Colley. Yeah. Jalen Sneed, Nolan yeah. Ziegler. I, I think they'll be okay there. They'll now, are any of those guys as good as Maris? No. Right. But that's true of all these positions. Like yeah. there's a drop off if they lose any of those guys. Same mm-hmm. with Joe Walt, same with Blake Fisher. Same with Braden Lindsay. Same with you know Brandon Joseph. Same with I mean a lot of these positions. Riley Mills, J- Jason Adamiola. I thought long and hard about. Uh, he's another one because I feel like the the thing about Jason and I don't know if I mentioned him or not. I meant to. He's written on my list. The thing about Jason is is I feel like the reason I thought long and hard about Jason is number one. Not only is the next guy there not as good as him. But the potential options may have to be you move Riley Mills back inside. Now you've impacted two positions negatively True. if he goes down. Yeah. You may have to put Riley inside at three technique, which means now you don't have your best three technique on the field and you don't have your best big end on the field. And that's that's another reason why I considered going Jason out of Mule. And I forgot to, he's written on my list. I forgot to mention him because they, they don't have anybody else like him. There's good players there. But Absolutely. they may have to shuffle guys around, and then that now impacts you at multiple places. Where if Foskey goes down or is out or not on or is just getting a breather, you've got guys that are playing there. You don't have to take someone from another position. Same with safety. Same with corner. With with Jason, it's it's going to require somebody to potentially might have to require somebody to move to get your you know best four on the field, and yeah. that's concerning for me. <laughs> 